Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Seth Yolorda, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this week's message. Our prayer is that it will leave you inspired, encouraged, and challenged as you grow higher in Christ. And I also just want to ask that if this message is a blessing to you, that you would take the time to share it, to send it to a friend, send it to a family member so that they too can be blessed. Again, we thank you for taking the time to listen, and we pray that you are blessed. Pleasure to be with you, Relove family, on this, uh, in this moment of worship, in this, this atmosphere of worship, and putting God in his proper place that is at the very front and head of our lives. I am grateful for my friend, uh, the, the, the pastor, the lead communicator, and leadership guru that he is, Pastor Sephia Lorda. Um, love everything that he's doing. As a matter of fact, he talked about my being picked up, coming out here, being a major pickup but he was and he knows this and it's good when you can come to a place and not have to give uh, empty platitudes about the man of God but but you're actually speaking the truth he was a large part of the reason I decided to come here having followed his ministry as a matter of fact he was one of the first preachers to put me on when I was still at Oakwood University come on somebody say amen uh, I mean at that time you know we didn't get good nice honorarium so he even blessed me with all oh, come on hallelujah blessed me with a with an honorarium and um and I just love Seth I love him I love his family and I love everything that he is doing and I'm going to say this and, and without equivocating uh Relove don't don't trifle with the gift that God has given you bless God uh, for the angel of this house in the person of Pastor Seth you know, Lorda. He is indeed a resource. He is a man of God. He believes listen, I, 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 he is a family man he is a man of God and he is a powerful communicator and thought leader and I'm just grateful that he has allowed me to share with you in this unhurried series in this unhurried series I, I want to call I want to call your attention I want to call your attention uh, to the gospel according to Mark I want to call your attention to the gospel according to Mark that's Mark chapter 10 verse 49 Mark chapter 10 verse 49 and I can't see you uh, but if you have it go ahead and say I've got it preacher in the chat menu go ahead and say I've got it preacher say I have it mark chapter 10 and verse 49 this singular scripture will constitute our sermonic time together mark chapter 10 verse 49 the word of God reads on this wise from the King James version of the Bible and Jesus here it is come on Holy Spirit and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they called the blind man saying unto him him be of good comfort rise he he being Jesus Jesus calls you Jesus calls you on a on a Monday in January, Pastor Yolorda, on a Monday in January, people attending the local university there in India were surprised to find, watch this, stay with the preacher, I'm going somewhere, at a local university in India, people were surprised to find what was at first glance a brand new statue of Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Till Sunday, till Sunday evening, no such statue had been spotted on the premises 
and many believe that an aluminum structure had been mounted for the special occasion. What they did not know, Pastor Yolorda, is Akshanthala Sheshubabu, in an attempt to call India's attention back to the principles of Gandhi, the principles of nonviolence, the principles of perseverance, the principles of truthfulness, the principles of forgiveness and simple living for great thinking, decided to do something. He figured the best way to get this done, the best way to call India's attention back to the principles of Mahatma Gandhi was not to start another movement. Watch this. Come on, Holy Ghost. It wasn't to start another movement, but it was to stand motionless. Doing so gained him the Guinness Book World Record for standing still. He accomplished standing still for 37 minutes. Also that he could call us back to the principles of unity, nonviolence, perseverance, truthfulness, forgiveness, and simple living for simple thinking. And for the time that is mine, I'd like to talk to you about in this context of unhurried, I'd like to talk to you about stillness. Come on, somebody say stillness, stillness. Now, now we've looked at the gospel according to Mark. We're looking at the gospel according to Mark. And I can't help, I can't help but agree with author Chad Myers, who regards Mark as a story by about and for those committed to God's work of justice, compassion, and liberation in this world. This, 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 this story is the earliest, shortest, and arguably the simplest gospel, but Mark is also, watch this y'all, the action-packed gospel. Oh, I'm a preach today. I don't know what you thought I was going to do, but I came here to preach. I said Mark is also the action-packed gospel. About the length of a magazine article, Mark focused more on the action of Jesus than his words creating an atmosphere of excitement and activity. He does this, he does this a couple of ways. First, first, he uses the Greek word. I'm sorry, I got to tell you some Greek. They made me take it at Oakwood, so you got to hear it. He uses the Greek word euthaios and its variants over 40 times. He uses this Greek word over 40 times, a little over two and a half times per chapter. Sometimes it's translated immediately. Sometimes it's translated straightway. Other times it's translated straightly, forthwith, as soon as Mark, Mark, Mark uses euthaios literally 10 times in the very first chapter of his gospel alone. Secondly, 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 he strings together events at a breakneck speed, not only does he record the first not last but the first words of Jesus as the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand but Mark's story seemed to spill out as though from the lips of an excited child trying to tell their parents about their fantastic first day at school how so how so well I'm glad you asked uh, get this this is going to be important over 225 exactly excuse me exactly 225 of the 330 two verses in the first eight chapters of the King James Version of Mark begin with the word and. 
You didn't catch it. Let me say it again. 225 of the 332 verses in the first half of the gospel of Mark in the King James Version begin with the word and. For instance, for instance, if you were to count, you'd find that 27 of the 34 verses in chapter three also begin with and. Could you imagine those of you who are in school, whether it's university or high school, could you imagine turning in a paper with that many ands in it? It it, it would signal to the one grading it that you are incapable of completing a grammatically sound thought. Now, one explanation, one explanation for this could be since theologians believe Mark's is the gospel according to Peter, that Mark is recording a story being dictated to him by Peter. This, 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 this would explain, listen to me, y'all, this would explain a whole lot, seeing as how Peter was perceived as both rash and impulsive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether he was unnecessarily uh, committing to a premature death uh, or hastily cutting off the ear of an innocent, he was always, what did the preacher say? He was always ready to express himself before he had a clear comprehension of himself or what he had to say. If Mark is transcribing thoughts from this kind of person, you can understand how and why this gospel starts at and maintains a pace that would not only have one at the very edge of their seat, but might find one in need of a breather. It might find one in need of a second. It might find one in need of a moment to just process because while reading Mark, there is no time for contemplating. There is only time for action. How so, preacher? In chapter one, his popularity is immediate. In chapter two, the opposition is instant. Chapters three through eight record the confrontation it takes Luke and Matthew almost double hear me y'all it takes them double the time to cover and just before I said and just before I said and just before Jesus enters Jerusalem to begin the passion week in a most interesting place and for a most interesting person Mark tells us Jesus stood still All of this action, all of this motion, all of this high, all of this action-packed gospel, and after eight, nine chapters, Mark records these words, Jesus stood still. I need somebody to get the importance of that in the book that is called the action-packed gospel. Mark chapter 10, verse 49 records, Jesus stood still. So with the time that is mine, allow me to teach from the title, Steal, and then I'll return you to your regularly scheduled preacher. Father, help us lest we perish. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. First notice, first notice, first notice where the Savior stands still. Notice, 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 notice if you have your Bible in Mark chapter 10, notice, notice where the Savior stands still. Let me tell you, it's in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. And as he went out of Jericho, as he went out of Jericho, this shows us that Jesus, here it is, Holy Ghost, Jesus was unmoved by the dangers that would attempt to deter him from destiny. 
Let me say that one more time for you. Jesus was unmoved by the dangers that would attempt to deter him from destiny. You need to write that down. You need to text it out. You need to tweet it out. You need to create a meme and put it on Instagram. And because you need to do that, let me say it for you one more time. Jesus was unmoved by the dangers that would attempt to deter him from destiny. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was traveling the road leading up to Jerusalem from Jericho when he encountered Bartimaeus and this crowd. Mm, 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 mm. It was, it was this road, this road, this road, this road was a 21 mile stretch of narrow and rocky passages with sudden turns which made it the happy hunting ground of thieves, con men and criminals. While, while it wasn't the only way, it was the most direct way known as the bloody way or the way of the blood, the road to Jerusalem, which is 2,300 feet above sea level from Jericho, which is 1,300 feet below sea level was on a 3,600 foot incline. Y'all didn't care me. Here we find Jesus. Here we find Jesus on a dangerous road. Here we find Jesus on a bloody road. Here we find Jesus on a steep road surrounded by a crowd of people, most of whom he didn't know. Come on, somebody, if we found ourselves in this situation. Okay, let me talk for myself. Uh, surrounded by danger. I remember one time, Pastor Yolorda, uh, what he might not have told you or didn't tell you is I used to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And I can still spit. Don't play me. So one time, one time I was, I was... <laughs> I was going to the Source Awards. Y'all may not know about the Source Awards. Source isn't as impactful as it was when we were coming up. So I'm at the Source Awards. <laughs> I'm at the Source Awards and I'm with my wife, right? My wife's young, she's cute, you know, all of that. And, and we're moving through the, 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 the various luminaries and stars who are there. And as we're moving through the crowd, we happen to come into close proximity with one iron, Mike Tyson. Now, Mike begins to look at my wife. Iron, y'all don't want to talk back to me up in here today. Iron Mike Tyson is looking at my, he ain't looking at her like, hi, how you doing? He's looking at her like, oh, come on and go home with me. He's looking at my wife. And let me tell y'all something. In the midst of this danger, in the midst of this potential beatdown, all I could do was lower my head, tug her arm, and keep it moving. And so Jesus, finding himself in this situation, he should have kept it moving, but instead the text tells me he stood still I know I would have kept it moving I mean you do you do remember what happened to the brother in Christ's parable on the good Samaritan he was attacked he was stripped beat down and left half dead on the side of the road but can I deposit this one more time and somebody spared watching us this morning danger doesn't deter us from destiny. Come on, somebody get that in your spirit. Danger doesn't deter us from, oh, I thought I would have got a few more amens in here. See, Jesus doesn't seem to do anything by chance or by accident. For that reason, it is the opinion of this bald-headed preacher that most, if not all of his appointments were divine appointments, whether he waits three days before going to visit a dying friend, or if he sits by a random well while his disciples go get food, or, or, or when he uses uses this road to make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem 
a road whose dangers he was well acquainted with as he was the one who told the Samaritan story. But I believe, I said, I believe, I said, I believe, I believe Jesus needed someone in 2021 to get this in their spirit, no matter how perilous the path, no matter how risky the road, no matter how dangerous the journey might be, we will be unmoved. Why? Because danger isn't what deters the son of David from extending deliverance. Danger doesn't prevent him from seeing Bartimaeus. Danger doesn't prevent him from calling Bartimaeus. Danger doesn't prevent him from issuing, from extending deliverance to anybody I don't care what neighborhood you grew up in I don't care what jail cell you may be watching from Jesus does not let danger deter him from extending deliverance somebody may feel like they're in a situation or some circumstances so dangerous the police wouldn't even come help you but can I stop and put this in somebody's spirit your situation isn't so dangerous isn't so perilous isn't so troublesome that Jesus the son of David won't show up and offer you some deliverance is there anybody listening right now who knows we serve a God who sits high and looks low who numbers the very hairs on our head and danger will not deter him from issuing deliverance told you I ain't coming here to pray I ain't coming here to play I came to preach not only not only does danger not deter the son of David from extending deliverance? But I want you to notice not just where he stops, huh? Not just where he stood still. Pastor <laughs> Lord, not just where he stood still, but notice for whom he stood still. No, 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 no. The text says, the text says in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, y'all know him, Bartimaeus. You heard him before. Bartimaeus, not only where Jesus stands still, but notice for whom he stands still. Uh, he stands still. Please get this, get this, get this unhurried in this unhurried. Get this. Come on, Holy Ghost. Get it, get it, get it. Someone, he stands still for someone willing to sacrifice for sight or shall I say vision. Jesus, 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 stand still for someone willing to sacrifice for sight or shall we say for the purpose of this sermon and because I know who the pastor is, he is willing, hey, Holy Ghost, he is willing to stand still for someone willing to sacrifice for vision. This, 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 this Bartimaeus, this Bartimaeus is willing to risk everything for God given vision. See, 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 once the man is directly addressed by Jesus, he takes his cloak. Y'all understand this because y'all don't wear cloaks. He takes his cloak, often the only source of shelter for a solicitor, the very thing he would spread across the ground to collect the alms he begged for. He takes his cloak, pastor, and throws it away. <laughs> Why, 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 why did Jesus stand still? You see, just a few verses earlier, the rich young ruler is unwilling to part with that which provides him shelter and generates his wealth. So whereas the poor old blind man didn't even wait for a call, the so-called rich young ruler rejected a direct call from the man he referred to as master. In contrast, Bartimaeus saw any struggle he might face pursuing 
following vision as well worth it. He was willing to fight through his limitations for vision. He was willing to fight through the attempts to silence him for vision. He was willing to fight through his previous setbacks for vision. He was willing to invest all he had for vision. So let me ask some of you seated here today or watching online. Do you even have a vision? <laughs> I, 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 I asked about your vision, not your sight. Because sight is a function of the eyes, while vision is a function of faith. Uh, Sight is the ability to see things as they are, while vision is the ability to see things as they could be. Come on, Holy Ghost. Sight is confined to your current situation, while vision sees beyond your now to your future possibilities. Sight is based on what your eyes determine to be true, while vision focuses on what God's word says is true. So again, do you have a vision? A vision for yourself, a vision for your family, a vision for your career, a vision for your spirituality. If not, stop whatever you are doing right now and ask God, what is his vision for you? Stop, I don't, stop listening and start asking God, or if you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have a vision for your family, if you don't have a vision for your education, for your career, for your spiritual life, stop listening to this sermon right now and ask God, what is his vision for you? Now, if you just so happen to have a vision, let me ask you this. Are you willing to fight to realize that vision? Why, 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 why? Because, because while a lot has been said about how God's, God moves, I need you to realize, hey, don't stop, stop. The Holy Spirit is saying stop. Say, are you really, 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 really willing to fight for that vision? The way Martin Luther King fought for his vision. The way Ralph Abernathy fought for that, the way Caesar Chavez fought, for, uh, the way women and men throughout the history of this country have, are you, if you have a vision, are you willing to fight to realize that vision? Because while we always talk about how God moves, <laughs> imagine the God who spins seven planets at various speeds while simultaneously spinning Venus in the opposite direction of the other seven around a star we call our sun, willing to stand still. Why are you preaching? He's willing to stand still when he sees that you're willing to fight for vision. He will stand still when he sees someone willing to sacrifice for vision. But the question, Pastor the Lord, has to be, given all of this motion in Mark, what happens when he stands? <laughs> What happens when the Savior stands still? Here it is, and then I'm out of here. Number one, when the Savior stands still, first and foremost, get this, receive this in your spirit. Those of you who need something practical, the pastor told you, be prepared to write some stuff down because the memory forgets, but the paper remembers. <laughs> the first thing standing still does for Jesus is it allows him to be present. What did the preacher say? 
He's present. He's present. He's present. He's present. Jesus, the text says, stood still. Standing still helps us to be present. Think about how much time we waste dwelling on things in and from the past that we cannot change or, 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 or worrying about things we can't alter or predict in the future. We heap onto ourselves so much unnecessary stress and anxiety over the past and the future. And in so doing, we often miss what's happening right in front of us. Put your phone down. Turn it off for a couple of hours and be present. Be cognizant of your limbs, your lungs, your breath, and then let everything. Hey, when you're cognizant of your limbs, when you're cognizant of your lungs, then let everything that have breath praise. In this moment, Jesus stood still because he knew in this moment, Jesus stood still, even though he knew what was before him, he knew what was behind him, but he stood still, took in the moment and all it had to offer. And then he does the next thing. Standing still helps us to help. Come on, Holy Ghost. Uh, first, standing still helps you to be present. Second, it helps you to focus. Mm-hmm. Unhurried. Pause. Right. It helped him to be present. Then, then, then it helped him to focus. He says, Jesus stood still and commanded. Now, the Greek word here used carries the connotation of speaking or talking with apparent focus. See, we may need to downsize some of (laughs) what we do and take a hard look at what we invest our time in. And who we give our time to. We're not going to be good with everyone or at everything. So why not focus on a few things that we can be great at? Jesus was surrounded by a crowd, which I'm sure brought a lot of people thronging him and, and touching him and talking to him. But he stood still and focused, cutting through all the voices, all the thronging and all the touches. He focused, and then he did the third thing, prioritized. He was present, he was focused, and he prioritized. Come on, Holy Ghost, get it to somebody. He commanded, the word says he commanded him and to be called. Now, he spoke to all the people that had been shushing Bartimaeus. He may have even told the disciples to call him. Nonetheless, with all that was on Jesus's to-do list, all the people talking, all the people thronging, all the people, are y'all listening to me? Am I talking to myself? He knew all the seen and unseen dangers around him and before him, he still prioritized. Bartimaeus he put his urgency to the side for Bartimaeus we we can't be Christ followers if we're not willing to do the same We, we, we can't live the life of service and compassion to which we have been called without prioritizing the things of God above the things of man he was present he was focused He prioritized, and finally, he listened. The Bible says, and Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight again, again, again. Listen to me, listen, listen, listen again. When Jesus stands still, it allows him to actually hear 
and see what's really going on around him. You see, until Jesus stops, Bartimaeus is only a loud, indistinct voice in a crowd. And if Jesus kept moving, Bartimaeus would have remained a passing blur in a crowd on a roadside filled with beggars. It was only when Jesus stopped, only when Jesus stood still, that he could really hear Bartimaeus. And once he heard, he could serve. So Jesus stood still. Jesus listened. Jesus heard. Then Jesus responded, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. But I want to deposit this in your spirits before I take my leave. Many of you may not or may even know that standing, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, I'm serious, I'm done, I'm done. This is, this is my last point, I'm out of here. Standing requires more work than walking or running. How so? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, when we're standing we are never really standing perfectly still. We are constantly moving our muscles to adjust our balance. Plus, 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 plus. We are resisting the pull of gravity and it's concentrated and it's concentrated in a relatively small square footage. When we are walking on the other hand, we are also constantly moving, but a large percentage of the time, we are actually falling forward. This provides what is called kinetic energy. The kinetic energy is used for us to take the next step, meaning we don't have to provide all the energy from our muscles to move ourselves. Plus, 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 plus. Our resistance against the pull of gravity becomes periodic, providing small but important periods of rest for our joints, even those in our back. When we are moving, believe it or not, you're taking rests as you move. But when you stand still, it requires more work. It requires more focus. It requires you to be present. It requires you to prioritize. And it gives you the opportunity to listen. You also normally swing your arms when you're walking, which provides some measure of momentum to keep you moving. Whereas when you are standing still, all the momentum must come from energy provided by your muscles. And this is why you actually do more work standing still. So stand still in the face of dangers that would attempt to deter you from destiny. Stand still so you can be present. Stand still so you can be focused. Stand still so you can listen. And stand still so you can prioritize. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we come in Jesus' name. We confess that we are sinners in need of salvation. We invite you into our hearts, into our minds, into our lives. Save us. Shape us. Teach us to be still. To be unhurried. And we thank you for by faith we accept the gift of salvation and none other but the matchless, the mighty, the majestic name of Jesus the Christ. And everyone watching typed in the chat, amen. And everyone listening shouted amen. And those standing behind me prepared to sing. In Jesus' name, amen. God.